Right now, it's Barry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. God doesn't need you and me in his great mission to bless the world. But here's the amazing thing. From the very beginning of creation, he decided to make us partners with him to bless our world. He doesn't need us, but he wants us. Mm -hmm. We're told in Ephesians that you and I are the Lord's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared for us to do. I find that so encouraging to know that the Lord has prepared things in advance for me to do for him and with him. Good things, Mm -hmm. exciting things. There are things that God has planned for you and me to do that we can't imagine. When my dad was just newly married, he was looking out the back window of our house on Loomis Street in Sheboygan, and he could see the farm where he grew up, and he thought, man, is this all that's going to become of my life? I'm pretty much living in the backyard of my farm. Yeah. And little did he know the great things that God had prepared for him in his life. At that time, he didn't have a living, breathing, personal relationship with the Lord. He, of course, was trying to serve God, but really he was trying to just get God to love him through his obedience. And then one night he was working the night shift at Procter & Gamble, and he, he had this little book that my mom had put in his lunch pail, and it was a study on the book of Romans. And as you know, Romans talks about how we're right with God. We become yeah. right with God through faith in Jesus. And the Lord just connected all the dots for him. And it just, grace just exploded into his life. And he could have never planned that. He could have never imagined that looking out that window that day at at the farm that he grew up on. And he never could imagined, never could have imagined that he'd go to Haiti for for four mission trips to join God on mission there with a church planner in the mountains of Haiti. And he never could have imagined that he would move to Holland, Michigan after he retired and, and have a an amazing ministry after he retired at several different places like the Holland Rescue Mission. Mm. So these things the Lord has planned in advance for us. Yeah, I got to believe that somebody today is having kind of one of those look through the window kind of moments. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, man, really? Is this is this really it? Is this what God has for my life? I just think there's an encouragement in hearing your dad's story that God's got incredible things for us. Mm-hmm. We need to keep going. We need to keep looking to him and keep moving in the direction of him so that those things can unfold. Because in the gospel, we find out who we are, that we're Abba's beloved children and why we're here to be on mission with Jesus, yeah. to be in partnership with the Lord. And, you know, there are times when, I, you know, just 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 this weekend where where I was feeling like, Lord, is this all there is mm-hmm. myself? Yeah. And I had to reboot and think about, okay, I know why I'm here. And I know I know who I am and I know why I'm here. And that just renews the the joy and the excitement in me. Yeah. Yeah. During Jesus' ministry in Judea, Samaria, Galilee, the Decapolis, he sends out his guys to announce that the kingdom of God is at hand. And they returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. 
I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Jesus' guys never dreamed that they would do these things and that they found themselves right in the heart of Jesus' mission. Mm -hmm. But then Jesus says this to them, Don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Mm -hmm. And what this says to me is, man, it's amazing the things we get to do with God. I'm so grateful. I never could have dreamed of all the things that God would let me do with him. But Perry, don't fall in love with what you get to Mm. do with God. Even the things God has planned in advance. You know, don't fall in love with those things. These amazing things can become my identity, at least for me being such an achiever. These things can become my joy, can become my God, so they need to have their rightful place. Even ministry things, mm-hmm. you know, even things Absolutely. that are done for God's honor and glory. I remember in, when I was leading worship, I had the opportunity to lead worship at our home church. Yeah. Well, in Arizona, I did it every other week. But here in Michigan, about once a month, I would lead worship. And even in doing that, in all the joy of, you know, prayerfully considering the songs, selecting the songs, you know, crafting them, working with the team, getting them ready for Sunday morning, and then getting up on the platform and leading other people into the presence of God, ushering them into the reality of what we're experiencing, you know, all of that beautiful work that we get to do. I had to constantly keep my ego in check, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that this is not about me. This is about God. Even when you're doing godly things that are meant to help others come alive in their faith. Mm-hmm. And I think I've, I've experienced the same thing and it's just this conversation with the Lord. Lord, I know that my heart is not perfectly pure. In fact, Lord, it's, it's impure right now. Lord, just purify me. Right. Help me to do this for you. Help me to make this about you. You know, rather than hiding those feelings from the Lord to be able to just say, yep, here's what I'm feeling. Yeah. And, and I'm, and I am, I am bent to move this direction. Mm-hmm. So Holy Spirit, keep, mm-hmm. you know, be my compass and keep me, be the bumpers in the lane, so to speak, to keep me from falling off into my own sinfulness. Yeah. Such a great reminder. So this story of the disciples ministry and what Jesus says to them after they come back reminds me that my greatest joy is Jesus. Your greatest joy is Jesus, the person of Jesus, your relationship with Jesus, the one who bled out for us so that our names could be written in heaven. Think of it right now. If you have trusted Jesus, your name is there in heaven. I don't know what the book looks like. I don't. It's probably a symbol, but our name is in heaven. I think it's inscribed on Jesus' nail-scarred hand. Mm, Absolutely. That's what I think. When we reset our joy in Jesus, all other joys take their rightful place. When my joy is, my name is written in heaven, that joy, that first joy, actually fuels everything that we get to do with God. Have you ever experienced something so good that you just didn't want the day that it happened to ever come to an end? I mean, like making the winning shot, the buzzer beater shot. We talked about that a few minutes ago, right? Like you've got that moment where you're the guy who has the ball and you're the one who puts in the winning shot. I don't know that it gets better than that. Those are the kind of days you don't want to end. Or maybe it's landing the big account. When I was 
a teenager, well, I dealt with a lot of anxiety and I dealt with feeling insecure. And at 18 years old, I have three older sisters and they had all ran for Miss Artesia. That's the the city that we grew up in. And so I did too. Well, they hadn't won, but it was just a lot of fun. You met other girls from the community that maybe weren't from your specific school and just created friendships. And it was a lot of fun to do. So I ran for Miss Artesia and I won. And I did not think that was going to happen at all. And I remember that night just feeling like, I can't believe this happened to me. This was so much fun. What a great day. And that night, everybody else went to bed. And I remember, you know, the house is quiet and dark. And I got up out of my room in my jammies and went into the living room where, you know, my bouquet of flowers and my three foot tall trophy were and my crown and I put my crown on in my pajamas (laughs) (laughs) and I sat on the fireplace just looking at my trophy and it was just like I can't believe this happened to me yeah sounds like Christmas morning for you it was it was like that but I think that we don't want days like that to end because we fear that the the joy that came from that experience it's gonna fade as that event kind of fades into the past We're going to lose our joy, but there is a joy that we can grab onto that we're never going to lose. And it's in experiencing the nearness of God. Have you ever had a time where you just felt like, whoa, God is here right now. I've had this happen so many times in worship on a Sunday morning when I just sense the presence of God. And it's like, oh my goodness, he's right here right now. Or you see a miracle take place right in front of you. I've experienced instant healing. I know that you've experienced instant healing. And in those moments, there's such a a heightened awareness of God's right here, right now presence. And I just don't ever want that to go away. I don't want it to fade into the yesterdays and into the past. And so I just want to stay right there in the day. I think those moments just affirm for us you know, God's nearness to us. And the Bible says, this is God's promise. I'm never going to leave you. I will never forsake you. This is actually found in multiple books of the Bible in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. But God's with us and there's joy in his presence. So joy is always within our reach. It doesn't have to be something that happened before or of long ago. So when we remember what is true, whether we feel it or not, that God is right here, right now, we can experience his joy right here, right now. I know just in the last couple of days, I found myself thinking of something that God, you know, is for me or something of that nature. It just, it just hit me mm-hmm. and I, I just laughed out loud. Oh, that's, and that's, that's thought, it right there. You know, that's, that's the joy, joy of the Lord. It just, it, the joy of what I was thinking about in in terms of my relationship with the Lord actually made me laugh out loud. I don't think I've ever done that. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think that we experience the, we feel the nearness of God in moments, but it's always true whether we're feeling it or not. So in moments when we're feeling like our joy is lacking, we can actually conjure up joy, legitimate, authentic joy, by taking in the reality, the truth, the fact that God is right here, right now. And Psalm 1611 reminds us of it. You make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Well, here's a quote 
It's from the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. He says, I don't know how you can believe in a God who wants to condemn most of the planet, you know, to a fiery hell. Like what type of loving, sensitive, omnipresent, omnipotent being wants to condemn most of his beautiful creation to a fiery hell at the end of all this? And you know what? I agree with Aaron pretty much 100%. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in the God he's describing either. I believe in the God of the Bible who doesn't want anyone to perish. This is what scripture says. God does not want anyone to perish all to come to a knowledge of the truth. Perishing is a reality. You know, if we separate ourselves from the God who made us, there is no life. So perishing is a reality, but God doesn't want that for anyone. The God of the Bible is a lover, and the Bible is a love story about a God who sends his son to rescue us from perishing. That's the God of the Bible. Grand Rapids pastor Rad Van Sulkema says, At the heart of the universe is relationship, explosive, intimate relationship. The ultimate reality of the universe is love, a dance of three persons who selflessly seek not their own glory, but the glory of the other, who don't demand and take love, but who throughout eternity have been pouring oceans upon oceans of love into the other, resulting in joy, infinite joy. That's God. That's our God. And this God created the world and gave you and me breath on this planet for one reason alone, to bring us into this dance. He loves us. But I haven't loved him as he has loved me. I'm incredibly selfish. And Jesus, the Son of God, crossed worlds to come into this world to find you and me, to bring us home, to bring us into the dance. On the cross, he was cut off from his father. He cried out, God, why have you forsaken me? Where are your oceans of love? This is the price that he paid to bring us back. And when this love of Jesus crashes into us, it heals us. It heals me of my selfishness, my self-absorption, my pride from my it's all about me life. This love transforms me into a lover a giver, a dancer who pours the oceans of love that have been poured into me into others. Ooh, I became aware of, you know, the selfishness that you were referring to, just that that nature. Just yesterday, we were making pizzas with friends and the first part, of course, was to get out the dough. This is, you know, experimental, not something we had done before. So we get out the dough and we're trying to stretch it out to make it you know, reach the pan. And it just takes some time to work the dough and work the dough and stretch it out. And, you know, I had spent quite a bit of time working on it, but I wasn't, it wasn't spread out as far as I wanted it to be. When somebody offered their help, like, here, let me, let me do it. And I'm like, no, I got it. You know, I've been working on it and and I'll finish it, (laughs) you know, so to speak. But they're like, no, no, no. I, you know, what you need to do is, and kind of So immediately I felt like critiqued, like I wasn't doing a good enough job. And I was like, no, I have it. I got it. I will finish what I started, (laughs) you know, and it was, it makes me giggle now, but it was, it was pride in me saying, 
I don't need you to step in. I'm not incapable of doing this. You just need to give me the time. Let me finish what I started. But it's just straight up pride. Theirs and mine, right? Because their pride was stepping in and saying, I could do better than what you're doing. So let Mm -hmm. me take over. Mm -hmm. And my pride was saying, oh, heck to the no. (laughs) I'm going to finish this pizza dough. And it's just such a silly thing. And yet there is my selfishness, my humanity, my sinfulness. And, you know, it may seem like such a silly thing, but it was one of the first things on my mind when I woke up this morning that I feel like the Holy Spirit was just saying, that's not who you are. That's not who I created you to be. You can, you can rest in me. You can join the dance. You can experience the joy and you don't have to, you know, show up needy and selfish and having to prove yourself you can you can just rest in the joy that I offer you. Yeah. Step away from the pizza and let <laughs> me finish it. Step away from the pizza crust. I have holy things for you to accomplish. <laughs> yeah, it can sneak up on me in those little ways that really show what's what's in my heart, what my default mode is. So our only hope is is Jesus, you know. Jesus crashing into us and and changing us, you know, you know, when he crashes into us, it, it just breaks us into pieces, but he puts us back together and he is putting us back together. But when we're selfish, we don't have joy. Mm-hmm. There's no joy in selfishness. So this, the result of this new life of loving God and loving people leads to joy and Joy is what the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have been enjoying from eternity past into eternity future. Just perfect joy, perfect relationship. And, you know, I want to have that kind of joy. I don't want to be static. Mm -hmm. In other words, you know, I'm not dancing. I'm static. It's all about me. I want to be organically joining in this dance. To love as I've been loved. And we're welcomed into this circle of love. In one way, by trusting in, clinging to, relying on Jesus, Mm -hmm. who lived a life we should have lived, who died the death we deserve, and rose again to bring us into the infinite and forever joy of the dance of the Trinity. So let's do some dancing today. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for listening. Questions or comments, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.